There's a publication called Bits and Pieces. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but um, it tells of a woman named Carla driving home one rainy evening with her kids. And Carla saw a stalled car on the side of the road with a man working on the engine. And with him was a young woman with an infant in her arms and a toddler holding on to her legs. So Carla pulled over and asked if she could help or if she could at least call someone. And the couple were very frightened. The man declined her help and said that he had already called his brother. But Carla felt that she couldn't just drive away. So she gave a flashlight to the man to help him work on his car, and then she insisted that the woman and the, the kids come and sit in her car where they could at least be a little warmer. And the woman was reluctant. And so to ease her fear, Carla pointed down the road and, and helped her to understand that she lived right there in that neighborhood. Well, then the man's brother arrived and helped to get the car started, and everyone left to go on their own way. So some time passed, and answering a knock at her door, Carla was greeted by that same young mother. And the two sat down and chatted over coffee. And the, the woman said to Carla, she said, there's something you should know about that night you stopped to help us. She said, we were new to the area, and everyone warned us that this neighborhood was the bad part of town. So when you came along, we didn't know if we could trust you. But after a while, I couldn't help but think that no matter what part of town you find yourself in, nice people are always around to help. This past September, in a very lengthy interview, Pope Francis caused some concern. For most of us, I know, you know, Father James talked about this quite a bit. I wasn't able to be here for obvious reasons and uh, sort of unsettled a lot of people. Pope Francis thought that there was too much attention that had been given to the issues of birth control and abortion. And people thought happily or perhaps fearfully that the Pope might be changing the church's teaching. Well, I hope it's very obvious by now that he's changed nothing of our teachings at all. But in the interview, he, he gave the beginnings of a new approach to the problems challenging human life in every aspect of it. And Pope's, Pope Francis's concern was that so much attention has been given to, to those issues of birth control and abortion that too many other vitally important human issues have been ignored. And so he feared, as he said, that this was causing the church to lose credibility. And so he called for some balance. He said that you know, many human issues need our attention, but no 
one vital moral issue facing human life should trump another. And I would imagine that most folks here are against abortion. But I bet there are quite a few here who are probably for the death penalty. And he's saying we need to see the, the moral issues here and come to see all of these things that revolve around human life as, as equals and as important, all of them. And to be emphasizing everything, quite frankly. You know, the Holy Father calls us to pay attention to the plight of the poor as well. That is very important. And those who are disenfranchised. You know, what he's trying to help us to understand is that we are to serve the full gospel message, not just bits and pieces of it. In serving the poor, we prove our value of human life and we, we build a foundation of credibility that will encourage people to listen to the entire message of Jesus Christ. Now last Sunday we read from the first servant song of Isaiah. And uh, of course I preached at a different mass last week and uh, mentioned that there are four of these servant songs. And uh, today we hear from the second. And as this section of Isaiah is written, the situation is very similar to what can, has happened today, and that is that issues have become rather one-dimensional. And for years, all that the people had heard was how their abandonment of God led to their defeat by Babylon. And hearing over and over again about how sinful they were and seeing no end to their punishment, people were simply giving up on God. You know, they were wondering, is this all there is? Think of the culture that we live in today. We find ourselves in, you know, maybe what the Holy Father is noticing is similar situation. Now, the writer of Isaiah had to deal with two different groups of Israelites. You know, not everyone was taken into exile when Babylon conquered Judah. And those who were left behind had seen their homeland reduced to a, a wasteland by the effects of war. Jerusalem itself was laid waste. The temple, the great city was destroyed. And these people needed to know that God had not abandoned them. And those who were in exile had to make compromises with the Babylonian culture and, and the values of Babylon. And as a result, many of them had allowed themselves to be assimilated into that pagan culture. And, you know, there was just great difficulty there. And, and, and it seemed to many of those who were in exile that the gods of Babylon 
appeared to be stronger than, than God. So their questions were about who God really is and why he would allow them to suffer so long and exile. And so these words of Isaiah give the people strength. You know, God, we're hearing, we're hearing Isaiah say God would send a servant who would prove once and for all who God is. And God's servant would rescue the tribes of Judah from exile. But that was not enough. God's servant would save the survivors left behind in Judah. But that was not enough. Most importantly, by his actions, God's servant would be a light that not only saved Judah, but would save the whole world from its misery. And what is the message of Isaiah? And what did Carla do? And what is the Pope trying to tell us? That we, each and every one of us, is the servant We are to be Christ to others, and that's about being servants. And we are now witnesses who, like John the Baptist, must point people toward Christ. How? How do we do that? You know, like the servant, we must restore people and raise them up. If all we do is tell people what to believe, no one will pay attention. Yes, it's important to teach. But how do we teach? In last week, again, another Mass, perhaps some of you were there, I reminded people of something that St. Francis had said. He said, preach often. Use words when necessary. If we live what we believe, if we live what we believe, no one can avoid noticing what we teach. In our lives of servanthood can be the powerful and, and the credible testimony that all of human life, all of human life from its very beginnings to its natural end is valuable.